Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. Now, in the last race review, the Las Vegas Grand Prix review, we said we would come back midweek to talk about what's actually left. Why should you watch the season finale, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix? Is there any point in watching it? You already know that the top three drivers, they're all secure. But the answer is yes, you should watch it because there is a lot left to decide. Now, Sam isn't with us today. We left him in uh, We left him in Las Vegas. He's feeling very unwell. Um, but I do have James with me. How are you, James? I'm right. Sadly, not in Vegas. No, uh, nor yeah, is Sam. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I reckon he'll be back in time for uh, Abby Dhabi. I'm hoping. Yes. Well, we, we do hope Abby you Dhabi there. But that, that kind of segues you into our, our next panellist. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Abu Dhabi Abby, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, Ollie. How are you? Abu Dhabi Abby, that's going to stick. Um, I'm good. Thank <laughs> you for asking. <laughs> Um, okay, right. So we, we've pulled together a list of the things that are still to decide at the season finale. So I guess the most exciting one to talk about is Mercedes versus Ferrari. P2 in the Constructors' Championship is left to be decided. Who would like to talk me through the margins, how the, how this could play out? And also, what, what do we think? Who's going to take it? Well, at the moment... Mercedes are P2 in the championship on 392 points. Ferrari are only four points behind them, though. So we could quite easily see them swap. Obviously, Ferrari were overtaken by Mercedes throughout this season. But with the drivers, Sainz 
is fourth in the championship and Leclerc is seventh. Both the Mercedes drivers seem pretty cemented in their positions unless George Russell, you know, takes the win and manages to jump up the order. But I doubt that will happen. Can he? I feel like I think he's over 26 points behind, isn't he? So he is. Yeah. So they will be That's third so nice. and eighth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's but, a team game. Yes, it is very much. I feel like a lot of it is left down to the teams. And obviously Ferrari have had kind of a, an up and down season. There were some races where they haven't been too keen, but since their upgrade in Monza, they have managed to score quite a few points. Obviously, Carlos Sainz, the only non-Red Bull driver to win a race this year in Singapore. Charles Leclerc has also taken a lot of pole positions lately, but as we all know, he hasn't been able to convert them into wins, but who knows? So it's very much a very much tight battle between the two of them. I feel like Ferrari could take it because they seem to be closer to Red Bull than Mercedes are in terms of pace, and they were closest to Red Bull last year in Abu Dhabi as well. But who do you guys think will take P2? Do you think Mercedes can hang on or...? Will Ferrari beat them to it? I mean, it's interesting. I'm just looking at a graph. I do love a graph, a visual representation of this. And Ferrari obviously have been behind the entire season. And they've had similar seasons, hence they're very close together on points. But what they're playing for here, just to put it into perspective, is P2 will take about, and this is approximately between 10 and 15 million more than who finishes in P3. So there's a lot to play for. James, do you do you think Mercedes can hang on to this? Because uh, performance recently doesn't suggest so. Yeah, the momentum's definitely with Ferrari. Um, the 10 million, though, like, it's kind of... The thing is, it is about money, but it's about money for the staff, not the drivers, the engineers, the mechanics, the, the people back in Brackley and Maranello, respectively. That's who they're fighting for second for. That's that's why, you know, every time the drivers talk about it, it's always like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we want that second place for the, for the guys because they get the bonus. Uh, as for Mercedes as an entity and for Toto and Lewis and George and Fred and Carlos and Charles, I don't think they really care. Like, beyond obviously wanting to do it for their team members, the 10 million means nothing to Mercedes. They were spurning twice what they are now it's the budget cap it doesn't make any difference and you almost wonder whether their place is kind of it's more it's more wind tunnel time isn't it so it's 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 at least a silver lining if not a gold lining if that if that's a thing if they were to drop to third uh as for who i think is gonna yeah it's, it's so hard to say because we you know we say yeah i agree with abby ferrari were the better car or were, had the better car around Abu Dhabi last year but you know, we saw what happened to Mercedes in Brazil last year and then Brazil this year. They're totally different cars, so it's so hard to call. Um, but yeah, if gut instinct, I think Ferrari might just nick it. And it's going to have to be, again, to state the obvious, both drivers working together to um, get more points. So if one driver has a really bad race, one driver has a DNF, that will seal it. So I think there is a bit of pressure on those drivers. Okay, they don't care financially, but if they mess it up, then it, it messes it up for the whole team. Yeah, and that's what Mercedes have been messing up. Mm. Like They should have this in the bag by now. You know, Qatar, obviously, you know, unfortunate coming together can happen at the first corner. We saw it like what a race or two later with Checo and Charles, but 
it they threw away points there and then Sao Paulo they absolutely botched like as a team so mm. they've and Singapore yeah as Singapore as well yeah. where G- George yeah, George you know, yeah yeah and yeah obviously the, the disqualification although Ferrari also matched them there fortunately in uh in Cota uh but yeah it's it's not been the best end of the season for Mercedes no, but nevertheless, it's exciting that we still have something to play for. And it is P2, you know, it's not P1, but it's it's P2. <laughs> yeah. um, looking a little further down, we've got McLaren versus Aston Martin fighting for P4 in the Constructors' Championship. Now, I can't actually believe that we're saying this. Um, given the season that we've had, right? McLaren were started at the back, Aston Martin started at the front, and they've almost, apart from last week where Aston Martin did have a good race, it's almost like they've completely reversed. Um, How did we get here? Abby, what are your thoughts on on this particular battle? I mean, I would have thought most people will be saying McLaren. Would you agree? Well, it certainly... An interesting one, because like you say, at the beginning of this season, you wouldn't have thought McLaren would have done this well, would have scored the podiums. Oscar got a sprint race win, not Grand Prix win, but he still stood on the top step of the podium. And Aston, they did fall back slightly. We saw that, but they have managed to claw it back in Las Vegas and Brazil. They've had quite a good few races. Lance Stroll, he finished P5 in both the last two races and Alonso got another podium in Brazil. So they have managed to find that performance again. Obviously, in Vegas, Piastri didn't have that great a race and Norris crashed out. So Aston were able to score more points there than McLaren. I think, again, it's it's a very tight battle. And I'm quite glad that we're seeing these battles because Red Bull just took the title. But in the midfield, you do see these battles that are continuing. I do think both drivers, like you said, Ollie, with Mercedes and Ferrari, I do think both drivers will have to perform. But I think McLaren have the one up because since they brought all those upgrades since the summer break, they have been going upwards in terms of performance. A couple of races where they didn't do as well. But Aston seemed to be less consistent in scoring those high points. So I think McLaren will have P4 in the bag. Yeah, so they are currently nine points ahead um, of Aston Martin. Now, um, I was just reading something. In the last... Sorry, in 14 race weekends, including sprints, since Azerbaijan, Lance Stroll only scored 27 points. Now, if you're looking at all the four drivers here, so that's uh, Piastri, Norris, Alonso and Stroll... I'm going to do it. I feel like it's Stroll here who has to be the one to perform because he's had a very, very bad season. And I almost feel like it depends on what Stroll's going to do this weekend. James, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, everyone will play their part. But if Lance has had a good few races, very quietly went about his business, as we said, and, and he got a driver of the day vote, I would think. I mean, Abby will be able to confirm this, I'm sure, because she keeps uh, a record of everything. But I reckon that's Lance's first driver of the day of the season from us in our race reviews. Yeah, uh, I think it was. nodding. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. Uh, maybe you could have seen a vote from him in Bahrain with his dodgy wrist or something. But beyond that, yeah, it would have been a a very left field call to be giving him a driver of the day anywhere else. Driver of the weekend, sorry. Um, but yeah, he's, he seems to have quietly sorted himself out after maybe hitting rock bottom like uh, three or four races ago. So 
yeah, I mean, he, he finished ahead of Fernando, which doesn't often happen. He could play his part. Uh, it's, it's amazing that they've ended up this close. Like you say, if you'd said at the start of the season, even what, like a third of the way into the season, that this will be the case half the way like it was only really the British Grand Prix that McLaren properly turned it around so you'd be like that they're going to be nowhere near them and then a couple of races ago it looked like Aston would have no chance and yeah it's so surprising that they're this close together and it could go any which way it seems like what you were saying about um maybe the McLaren doesn't like cold weather that shouldn't be an issue in uh in the middle of the desert <laughs> I, I I think it was Sam who said that last week and I, I did challenge him on it okay. um <laughs> But yeah, I, I think it, it depends a lot on Stroll, and we still don't know if he's he's going to be with uh, the the team next season. We're, it's a bit of a shaky time at Aston Martin. It feels like with a lot of business activity going on, and uh, you know both teams obviously want it. Um, I just feel there is a weakness um, out of those four drivers, and I, I feel obviously anything can happen. Anyone can have a DNF, but I feel if it's a a straight race, um, yeah, McLaren are probably should take that um, especially as it's uh, not cold uh, we're going to take a quick pause and then we're going to talk about a four-way battle okay so we're going to now talk about the four-way battle for p7 now p7 may seem somewhat insignificant but it's not and there's four teams fighting for it james would you like to try and run us through this in a way that is uh makes sense for the listeners if possible Sure thing. Um, well, yeah, like you say, it's very much not insignificant. In a way, it's more significant uh, than the battle for second or fourth because the money means way more for most of these teams. They, they can; These are some of the teams who aren't hitting the budget cap. So it, it's a huge difference between seventh and tenth. We we said when Alpha, AlphaTauri had a good Mexican Grand Prix weekend, Mexico City, sorry, Sam, wherever you're listening in Vegas, um, that they that would be a huge thing for them. They jump from 10th to 8th. And yes, they do currently sit in 8th. So it's Williams just above them with 28 points, Alpha Tauri in 8th with 21, Alpha Romeo with 16, and Haas with 12. So anything possible, obviously you're going to need a pretty crazy race for Haas to jump above Williams if they're going to get what, 16, 17 points. We're, we're talking album podium territory there. But who knows? You know, well, and the other's not finishing. <laughs> yeah, also that. But yeah, certainly they're all close enough to each other that it could switch about. Um, so who who do you reckon... Do you, do you see any move moves happening in those four particularly? Or where, where's your gut telling you there's going to be a change? I, I can't see a change at the bottom. Um, Haas... Yeah, they've had moments this year, but when it comes to the race, um, they just drop down the field. So even if they qualify nice and high up, um, their car doesn't seem to work uh, in the heat. So I I think we can can be pretty sure on that. Alfa Romeo, I think also, I can't see that changing, if I'm honest. It's been a pretty miserable season. Um, Williams and Alfa Tauri, though, I'm, I'm rooting for Williams. And the reason why is because it will be Williams's best result in the Constructors' Championship since 5th in 2017. And I feel like so much has changed at Williams. They've gone through so many so many different challenges that I think they've earned it. I'm not saying that no one else has earned it, but I, I think I, I really want Williams to hold on to it. Will they? I don't know. Abby? I want them to hold on to it as well. But I 
I feel like Alpha Tauri could overtake them in the standings. Alpha Romeo and Haas, I agree. I think they'll stay where they are. They Alpha Romeo haven't done great in qualifying. They do a bit more in the race, but still not good enough. And Haas is the other way around. They tend to fall down the order on the long runs during the race. Alpha Tauri, they haven't had a good race recently. Daniel Ricciardo admitted that Las Vegas was painful and humiliating because he commented specifically on how they managed their tyres and the pace that the car had and it was considerably less than rivals but he is feeling more optimistic going into Abu Dhabi with it being a medium downforce circuit. Williams, Albon is I feel consistently strong he has been the strongest performing one out of the two of them Sargent has improved recently he has managed to get into Q3 as well and score one point but I feel like Alpha Tauri have two drivers that could potentially get into the points. Whereas Williams, for me, just have one. Yeah, it felt like Alpha Tauri had, had made a big jump. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they, they benefited from the specific set of circumstances you get in Mexico, particularly. But yeah, they, they had a new floor. It kind of felt like it, it, it was being. It was becoming closer to a Red Bull sister team again, rather than you know the the one of the background is maybe the worst car on the field, uh, which was amazing. You know they're so closely tied to the best car, arguably ever, at least you know in the most dominant. It's it's up there uh, that they were at the opposite end. Um, so I could see. I could see them nicking seventh. I will be rooting for Williams as well. I think everyone, like they're everyone's underdog pick. They've had such a tough few years and they've done, it's, there've been some real plucky weekends from them over the course of the season. So I hope they hang on to it. Um, and also, I mean, aside from the fact, having said uh, how much it would mean to them jumping from 10th to 8th, AlphaTauri needed the least. They've got the, the backing from Red Bull out of the bottom four. They probably need the money the least. And also, like, a bit of relevant news that's uh, breaking today, if not quite broken. Seemingly, they're going to be called Racing Bulls next year. And that is god-awful. And I hope <laughs> that they finish last every race because I don't want to talk about the Racing Bulls. I, I saw this today and I didn't want to mention it because it, it makes me cringe. Um, <laughs> well, sorry. Well, no, I mean, we're going to have to talk about it, aren't we? Racing Bulls, yeah. So they've got a major rebrand coming up. We know that. New new leadership. Um and I do believe they are bringing upgrades for this final race. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually work. I'm sure Williams are praying that they uh, go backwards, but only time will tell. Moving on to the final thing that is to decide um, in the final race of the year. It is a... Abby wants to call it a four-way battle. Uh, I, I'm not so convinced it is, um, but it is for P4 in the drivers. So it is Sainz, Alonso, Norris, and Abby. technically, yes, um, Leclerc is not out of the question. Exactly, mathematically. It's only he, 12 he points from up. fourth, man. See? <laughs> well, okay, you're arguing with the Leclerc fan, but... <laughs> 12 is very easy. You know, all it takes is a, a crash between Carlos, Fernando and Lando at the first corner and he's laughing. Exactly. <laughs> well, if Leclerc finishes second, Sainz or Alonso would need seventh place and six points to maintain the position ahead. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just have to say that. He's certainly involved in the, the battle from fourth to seventh, whether or not he ends up in force. Uh, he's he's definitely part of it. Yeah, 12 points is quite an impressive or an impressively small number to be separating that many drivers at this time. Mm. I mean, out, out of those drivers, all right, let's just talk, look at it this way. Science, Alonso, Norris and Charles. Who would you say deserves P4? Uh, you know, let's just make it emotional rather than factual here. Uh, James, over this season, I know you're going to say Leclerc, surely, but he has made a few mistakes. I would probably say it's it's genuinely hard to, to choose any of them. They've all been strong in different ways. My gut feeling was going to be to say Lando because he, once he's had the car, has been like, on top form and outperforming it. And he, then again, he's made a few little mistakes, mostly in qualifying, but you know, as he was annoyed at himself uh, in Qatar for, for messing up that opportunity, Fernando's been, you know, his usual consistent self. He's, he's a great shout for it. Charles has been very unlucky. And yeah, I mean, it's worth noting talking about whether he would be in force or not. He would be forced, but for that disqualification, in uh in the usgp and then carlos has just been carlos he's just kind of flown under the radar for the most part obviously got the win in singapore but i i honestly don't know which one of them deserves it the most i'm struggling abby you got a a, a more of a gut feeling i as a mclaren fan (laughs) well actually um i'm leaning more towards science because I feel like, yes, he got the win in Singapore, but it was a very tactical win, how he won it. I think Lando possibly could have got it with a couple more laps and if he was able to overtake Science. But I feel like Science has been the most consistent driver out of out of the four of them. I mean, other than his DNFs this year, two of them, he was only out of the points in P12 in the third race in Australia all the other time oh and Austin but the other times he's always been in the points and I don't know I just feel like he's just been the most consistent for me so I'd give it to science now I know the question that everyone is thinking right now what happens if they all finish on the same amount of points um so that would be um Science and Alonso failing to score and Norris finishing eighth with a fastest lap. Okay. That would put them all on the same level. Um, Science would get it. And that is because of his win in Singapore. And then you're wondering, well, what about Norris and Alonso? Well, Norris would finish fifth as he would have six second places to Alonso's three. There you go. We're answering the the real questions that people are asking here, aren't we? I mean, it's all about the count back for for fifth place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, something else that's even closer now on a on mostly F one my site. I I've kept track of the various different session standings. You know, like the qualifying championship. If you convert ah. the the points, now practice three championship is is a thriller. <laughs> uh, wow. Now the Red Bulls are. Oh, a fair way clear. Well, obviously, Max more so than, than uh, Checo. But listen to the standings in the final race. We've got Charles in third on 131 points. Then Alonso on 130. Oh, just 130. Sainz, 127. Hamilton, 125. And Russell, 124. Now, that is... That's thrilling stuff. Seven points separating five drivers. I mean... 
scrap racing. Let's just practice. <laughs> yeah, practice three. Be there. You know, be there. Be. <laughs> okay. Well, those are the things that you've got to watch out for. We hope we've made it very exciting for you this Sunday to watch the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the final race of this very long season. Um, guys, do you have any predictions, any hot takes? I know James hates doing this because it's it, it's fantasy, but why not? Do I? <laughs> well, 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 before you've said I don't have a crystal ball, I'm sure you said something like that. But, uh... <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> no, I love a hot take. Uh, they, they're really right. I can't remember. I think for Vegas, I said... Max to crash out on lap one or first corner or something, uh, which didn't happen. Well, that, with well a he went off the track. Compliant driver than Charles, yeah. Yeah. I was that close? Um, right, so a hot take. <laughs> I won't do it about the, the practice three championship. Uh, I think Aston to Nick Force off McLaren. Yeah, you know, another sloppy weekend from McLaren, and then they'll creep over with a, with a Lance fifth place. There you go, there's my hot take. Okay. All right. That's that yeah, that's a good one. All right. Um, Abby, what's yours? Lewis Hamilton will take the win and Ferrari drivers will be on the podium with him. What happens to Max? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. Don't have to what? say that bit. So. <laughs> Well, Abby has just given so many hot takes in one go. Max won't win or get a podium. I mean, that's a hot take in itself. Yeah. Blimey. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Now, this is a really hot take. Um, I'm going to say Alonso is going to win. God, that is, that is smoking hot. <laughs> that is hotter than Abby's one. I mean, if that lands, um, wow. But yeah, I'm just going nice and simple. Alonso is going to win. All right. Can you imagine? I look um, forward to seeing it. Yes, indeed. And before we go, we also have the rookies taking part in FP1 this weekend. Um, I've got a list in front of me. So for Red Bull, it will be Jake Dennis and Isaac Hadger. For Ferrari, it'll be Robert Schwartzman. For Mercedes, it will be Frederick Vesti. For Alpine, it will be Jack Doohan. McLaren, I'm particularly excited about this one. Pato Award. Alfa Romeo, Theo Pacher will be taking part. Aston Martin will have Felipe Drogovic. Haas will have Oliver Behrman. And Williams will have Zach O'Sullivan. It's quite exciting to have them all out at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. I think Jake Dennis is a very interesting one. Yeah, yeah where did the he others come are from? mostly academies. And then suddenly you've got your Formula E driver who... Yeah. I... Has he... I thought he had left the Red Bull stable. Is he still part of it? I mean, he must be. Abby, I can see Abby furiously Googling here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he clearly is. I just, I felt like he was and then left it. Maybe he's coming back or if I've just modelled him up with someone else. Mm. I mean, the one I'm particularly excited for is Pato Award because there's been so much talk about him with McLaren. Yeah. And has he ever Very raced? Dramas. Has he ever raced in an FIA series or been in a car yet? Yeah, he, he did a practice session last year, I remember, because oh, he, he and Alex Palo both did one. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, okay. but it, it'll be an interesting one for them. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Oli Behrman can do again because he was impressive in Mexico. Uh, and yeah, and some of the other, Zach O'Sullivan, you know, hasn't even been in the F2 championship yet and he's jumping straight into an F1 car. Mm. I was going to say, the Williams Driver Academy, skipping F2. It will be interesting to see how he handles the F1 car. Obviously, it's a big step up from Formula 3, but he has done very well in Formula 3 whilst he's been in that championship. So, And I'm also looking forward to Vesti and Pocher. They've both done a practice session before, but 
it is the F2 title is between them this weekend. So I'm interesting to see how they one perform under the pressure, but just generally how they who gets the title and how they perform overall. Yeah, and it's definitely worth watching this. You may think, oh, free practice, a bunch of drivers I've never heard of if you don't watch those series, but these will be the drivers of the future, so if you want to see what they're about, that's the time to watch. So we will be back for the race review, but until then, thank you very much, Abby and James, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to chat. All right, we will see you for the final race review of the year very soon. Goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out, and away we go! Sports Social Podcast Network.